You're listening to The Confidence Podcast, your one-stop shop for motivation, inspiration, and confidence to help you boldly and bravely take action on your dreams. I'm your host, Trish Blackwell, and I teach entrepreneurs and dream chasers to take action on the dream God put on their hearts. I empower go-getters to get past their stubborn insecurities so they can crush their goals, outgrow their fears, and create prosperity in their businesses and lives. It's time to rise and shine. Let's dive deep. What's up, guys? It's Trish Blackwell, your confidence coach, and I am coming to you with another episode. We're on episode number 313. And by the way, you can get show notes for this show. Anything I reference or I'm talking about, maybe you're driving a car, running on the treadmill, and, and you're like, wait, that was great. I want to write it down. Don't worry. There's a good chance it's already written down for you if you go to my website and you can get the show notes at trishblackwell.com forward slash 313. So welcome to the show. If you're a new listener, I got to say, I'm giving you a virtual, I don't know. I don't know if I like what I like better, a virtual high five or a virtual wiggle hug. And you might be like, wait, what? what's a wiggle hug? A wiggle hug is what one of my mentors in college, It was um, she was the captain of our swim team um, when I swam in school. And I just thought she was the coolest, right? Her name was Beth. And she was notoriously just enthusiastic about life and people and just everything. And she gave wiggle hugs. And and so what it means is like, she, you see her, you don't just get a hug. You get a hug with a whole body and you wiggle back and forth. And it makes you feel like, like you're seven years old again. And I think that that's what life really should be. We... So many of us take life so seriously, and it's not that it shouldn't be taken seriously, but we take it to such an extreme, often in our performance and our perfectionism and our our productivity and our to-do list that we forget how to have fun. And we forget that tapping into fun, tapping into things like wiggle hugs like, can really accelerate your personal growth, your personal um, self-worth, your ability to understand and know yourself and have confidence in yourself. And so, um, yeah, I'm sending you wiggle hugs today, y'all. And we are specifically on this this week of the Confidence Podcast, we're t- chatting about creating relationships in your life that give you confidence and that you can trust. We're talking about the dangers of small offenses in the relationships of your life and what to do about that. We're also going to be coaching on how to grow the relationships that matter to you and also how to move on from the ones that don't. So this this episode is titled "Growing Your Important Relationships with Confidence," and I got to tell you, we um, it's from our, our listener of the episode actually requested this topic, and I want you guys to know I love hearing from you. We are a community worldwide, thousands deep, um, and I think there's a lot of you out there like I should I should request an episode, but you know that that note's going to get lost. She's never going to get. I'm going to get your messages. I'm going to get your 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 DM on Instagram. I'm going to get your email. I'm going to see your review. It means the world to me. Not just cuz I love knowing who's out there and who's part of this community, who is shiny brighter in the world, but also because I want to take feedback. I want to know which episodes serve you the most and what you want more of so that we can continue to grow more confident, courageous, powerful people who are contributing to the world in a way that matters. And that's what we do here on the show. So um, without further ado, I do want to highlight our review of the week. And you guys, I, I think, okay, so one reason I love this review of the week is because this person clearly created at a review account just to write this review because it says by who was it by typically says your name well they wrote by thanks Trish so thanks Trish whoever's out there you anonymous a wonderful person you I love that you obviously don't typically write lots of reviews but you took the time to do it because you know that it, one it makes me feel loved but more important this, this is not about me the show is not about me 
This is about you and you paying it forward for other people to serendipitously fall upon the show, find it in iTunes, look it up on, on in a Google search and go, how did I not know this was here? And it's because of reviews like you. You guys, we are pressing hard to get to a thousand. It's a thousand reviews this year. I'm talking that's a big, hairy, audacious goal. Are you going to help me dream big? Are you going to help me take action on that? I, I hope you do. And again, you're not doing it for me. You're doing it for the people who don't know they need this show yet, but they're going to find it because of people like you. So to thanks, Trish, here's what this person said. They said, I randomly found this podcast while struggling with public speaking um, for my job. Trish has been very helpful professionally and personally, insightful and worth a listen if you're looking for something but aren't sure what. She helps me compartmentalize my thoughts and have the tools that help me with self-love and forward progress in my life. So thanks. Girl, thank you back. Um, and then finally, um, I we briefly before we get into the coaching, Man, I just love giving shout outs to uh, my partner, Beauty Counter. This this podcast episode in particular is brought to you by my partnership with Beauty Counter. I I just, I love knowing that what I put on my skin isn't harming my health or that of my families. And the honest truth is there's so many um, toxins that are hidden behind labels here in the United States and also in Canada because it's legal to. And so it's cheaper to make unsafe products. Um, and people, I think people just buy into it because they think, well, it's just small exposure, right? But small exposure consistently is actually more dangerous. It's been scientifically proven to be more dangerous because your, your body starts um, receiving it as natural. And so it actually absorbs more. So listen, and I, if you want to know a little bit more about my story about why I love Beauty Counter, it's one of the only companies I use in my household for my, my, my family's personal care and my cosmetics. And that means, I mean, we have a baby line, we have a men's line, a women's line, and 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 cosmetic line as well. So um, you can read the blog post I wrote about it and kind of my journey with it at uh, trishblackwell.com forward slash beauty counter. Now, if you're like, I'm in, I know I've been thinking about buying Beauty Counter, go to beautycounter.com forward slash trishblackwell and become a client of mine. I'd love to love on you. Okay, let's talk about relationships. I want to talk about creating the ideal relationships in your life. And I'm going to jump ahead. Here's what our, I'm not going to tell you who it is yet, but our listener of the episode's question, here's what they said. Um, I'm not sure if you'll see this or not, but I was wondering if you have done or could do an episode about confidence in relationships. I find that if something I have a lot, is something I sometimes have trouble with. I doubt myself. I think that the person I'm with is out of my league or that they're going to lose interest in me, even though they've done nothing to make me think this. I know that it's all in my head and perhaps you have some tips on helping stop these things from occurring. So one, I just, I, I got to let you know, what a great question. Um, and then we're going to start, we're going to dissect why relationships matter. And then we're going to talk about, uh, how we, how we keep healthy relationships and then how we grow on and then also detox toxic ones. But the first thing I do want to answer the question specifically when I started dating, um, and really in this personal growth and breaking free from my just total insecurity and perfectionism and, um, unworthiness, oh, y'all, <laughs> Uh, every relationship I was in, I was like, oh, I hope you, I hope I'm good enough. I remember I actually was engaged, and you, if you have listened to the show, you, you may or may not know the story that I was engaged in, in in a very toxic and abusive relationship, and almost married somebody because I thought that they were out of my league. I thought oh, I can't believe he chose me, and then, and I allowed myself to 
um, lose myself because, um, and, and, I, and, I, and I made decisions and I did things I would have never done, things against my beliefs, things against um, the lifestyle I wanted. And I just made excuses because I couldn't believe, I looked beyond red flags that I saw in that relationship because I couldn't believe that he had picked me. So now, now that's to be said, that was, that's an example of a toxic relationship. This also can happen in a healthy relationship. When I first met my husband, Brandon, I remember thinking, I can't believe you're out here, someone like you, and that you like me back. Like, so I think that there's something, I think that's a natural feeling, I guess is what I'm saying. But then I think that it's really important to open up that dialogue. When Brandon and I were dating, he would say, wait, 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 no, like, I, think it, I think I'm the one that's actually saying that. I think when you're in um, a committed relationship with two people who think the world of one another, who look, who think to themselves, how did I get so lucky to, to fall in love and be loved by someone like you? But there's a, there's, there's mutual growth in that. Um, and then I would say to answer that, how, how do I get over the fear that they're, someone's going to lose interest in me? You're, you're, you're never going to get boring. I think that we need to peel that back deeper and say, what's the real question there? The real question is that you're afraid you're boring or you're afraid that you're average. And so I want to challenge you if that's something that you've struggled with, if you're out there listening and go, right, oh, that, yeah, 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 that resonates. Let's dive deep into realizing how unique you are. I think I challenge you to do some work even through some of my coaching programs. We, we were, I work with a lot of people in the College of Confidence or in my breakout program on, on, on okay, identifying why you're not boring, helping you see that you're not just, like, you're not ordinary, you're extraordinary. And how to really believe that? Because if you think somebody's going to lose interest in you, it's because you don't know what you bring to the table. And so I think when you feel that, I, I, would, I would challenge you to substitute those feelings by saying, I'm going to start working deep on my self-worth and my knowledge of I mean, the light that I shine in this world and that that's a good thing, right? That, that I, I have, I'm bringing stuff to this relationship. It's not just, it's, it is a mutual relationship. So let's talk about why relationships matter though. And, and a, relationships in general, they're the foundation of a meaningful life without a doubt. And now you have a relationship with everything and everyone. Some are deep, some are superficial, some are with yourself, some are with objects. We have a relationship with our phone. We have a relationship with food, a relationship with the mirror. And if you haven't yet read my most recent blog post and you've ever struggled with body image, um, insecurity, or anxiety around mirrors or body dysmorphia, I got, I got, I want you to like, actually, I do want you to stop the episode now and go read that blog post. I'm going to turn it into a podcast in the next couple of weeks, but go read it now. I used to have severe anxiety about looking in the mirror and I learned how to like what I saw in the mirror. And I know that a lot of you have been asking for some coaching on that. So I put it in a like mega blog post. It took me weeks to write it. So it's got four really easy to implement tips that you can do right now to start liking yourself in the mirror and not being so critical and so, so self-abusive and harsh in your mind about the way you see your, your reflection. So you can do that by just going to Trish Black com. There's a there's a tab that says blog, so you could go there, or it's um, trishblackwell.com. How to like yourself in the mirror with a dash in between each one of those words. So, um, so that sorry, that was a tangent off of the fact that we all have relationships with everyone and with things. Um, so relationships are the foundation of life. And in a, in a 2010 review of 148 studies, researchers found that social relationships aren't just important, y'all, they improve lifespans. People in healthy long-term relationships are 50% less likely to die prematurely than people without them. And you know, on, on, there's a lot of studies that have reported that people are on their deathbed when they say, what are your regrets? No one regrets 
No one says, I regret, I, I wish I had worked more or I wish I had paid more money. The number one regret is I wish I had spent more time with the people I love. And so the types of relationships we're going to be talking about today are f familial, like um, friendship, um, amorous, neighborly, acquaintances, and then sometimes just strangers. There is a relationship you can have with strangers. And as a stranger, sometimes you have no idea that something you say positive or something you do, an act of kindness that you do for someone that you're never going to see again could transform their life. We were really, I really believe God created us for connection. He created for us for connection with him and for one another. And connection demands communication. And I think if, if there's one thing you want, I, I want that you, everyone to take away from today's episode, if, to have more confidence in your relationships, is communication. So um, I swam, I guess I already, that's so funny. I don't often talk about swimming, but I did, um, one note I had to myself was to mention my swim coach from college. So I swam division one um, at Davidson College all four years. And my last two years, I had this amazing coach. And it's funny, I, I remember how he made me feel. I don't really remember the workouts. I don't remember the meets, but I remember um, an on the workouts, he would print up the, our workouts and he, every, every lane of the pool would have a page. And then he would also, you know, he'd coach you throughout. But at the top for two years, y'all, for two years, at the top of the page and at the bottom of the page, there was one sentence. It was the same sentence. Communication is the key to life. Communication is the key to life. Communication is the key to life. Like I saw that phrase every day because we, well, okay, we swam six hours, six days a week. Um, anywhere between two to four hours a day. So that's a lot of time I'm spending looking at the same phrase. And you, if you got to imagine as a 20-year-old, I'm thinking, is this the most important thing you want me to take away from our experience? Really? Like, and I saw he had a great family. He had a, a beautiful wife. He, he was just a great, and he, he's just a great guy. And it's so interesting to me that the number one thing he wanted us to, as his, as his mentees, as his athletes to take away with us is communication is the key to life. Now, we, we, we translated that to in, you know, communication as a team is the key to success. Communication as, a, as an athlete with your coach is the key to growth. Like, but going further, like communication is the key to life, like the key to relationships, because, because relationships are life. And if you want a relationship that gives you life, that is a life-giving relationship, it's going to take communication. And here's the thing, communication's not always comfortable. It's not always easy. I'll tell you, when Brandon and I got married, we, we made a, 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 an agreement to always fight fair. And we, we set parameters around that, what that means, but it means that we sit down at the table and we, we talk it out until it's stalked out, and we don't raise our voices, that we don't interrupt one another, that we, we even when one of us thinks the one thing that other person's upset is, um, absurd. We we seek to understand. We made a commitment to say we are willing to go deep into the uncomfortable communication. Sometimes infuriatingly, like detailed, like emotional communication, because it's the key to a successful marriage. And so, when you think about for me, I, and I know that like the more I spend, more effort I spend communicating well the better my, all of my relationships will be. And I know that relationships give me a sense of safety, a sense of network, a, a sense of a purpose, longevity, healthier and more balanced emotions. Healthy relationships bring compassion to a relationship space and that helps us regulate our emotions, calm our primal alarm systems and promote longer periods of health. This is according to ProPsych Central. In healthy relationships, people can learn that they, they can safely manage worries, fears, hopes, and dreams. And that capacity builds intimacy, closeness, and a sense of security for a far-reaching impact. When you feel safe, 
you have permission to be more bold. When you feel safe and loved, you're willing to take more risks. You're willing to step into your calling. And a Harvard review study said that good relationships appear to protect our brains. Being in a securely attached relationship is protective well into your 80s. People's memories as they age stay sharper longer depending upon the number of close relationships they have. One of my favorite authors wrote the book Blue Zones, which really studies why some people in different parts of the world live longer. And according to Blue Zones, when you optimize your face-to-face relationships, you ultimately optimize your health and your longevity. Um, This is something I took from the Blue Blue Zones website. They say that while diet and exercise and overall health seem like they're the best predictors of how long you'll live, um, the Brigham Young University actually found the following, that there are three important uh, predictors of longevity. You're drinking your smoking habits, your close relationships, and your social integration. And what they mean by close relationships, that these are your closest friends, the people you can call on on a bad day, the friends you know will support you in good times and bad. Social integration is the interaction with people as you move through your day. And that includes both strong and weak bonds. It's the the casual conversations, the little interactions, the acquaintances, and then also the the shared experiences, the the parents that you have um, sports with, with your children, different activities that you're involved with. And it could be you know, the coffee barista that you see on your daily commute, that could be the postman or the woman behind you at the grocery store, but face-to-face interactions that you have on a daily basis are one of the strongest predictors of how long you will live. And so hopefully I've sold you on the concept that making effort in this area of your life is important. Now you might be thinking, Trish, this is easy for you because maybe you're more outgoing and it just seems that this might be easy. And I need you to know, for the record, I used to be awful at relationships. Like, here's a little bit more info about me. I grew up in a family that was constantly fighting. I did not have a good example of a good marriage. In fact, I had a horrible example of a, of a loving, communicative marriage. In fact, I, what I saw in my parents' marriage was the opposite of communication, which is why my, when, when, when Coach Kelly's words were like, communication's the key to life, I went, well, that's interesting. Would my parents' marriage be different if they communicated? And the answer is yes. It would be vastly different because communication, it gives us confidence. It gives us the confidence that we are loved, we are accepted, we are heard, and that that somebody has sought to understand. I mean, just think about those things. Doesn't it make you feel loved just thinking about it? Now, also, you guys, I was homeschooled for most of my life. I was homeschooled from second grade through eighth grade. And then I went to boarding school in ninth grade, ninth to twelfth grade. So we talk about pendulum swing and different. But I was I was and I was also a highly gifted athlete, but that made me a loner because I was the young kid that was swimming faster than kids twice my age. So I didn't have a lot of friends. I had friends. But I didn't have a lot of practice having real relationship. Now, going to boarding school helped. But um, after that and after college, you know, I, I got into toxic relationships. And what I, why, the reason I share that with you is because I want you to know this. It is never too late to get better at relationships. It is never too late to improve your marriage. And when we do so with an open heart, a vulnerable spirit, and a deep desire to connect to others, then we allow ourselves to be known and loved. And now... I love relationships because they make me slow down. I slowing down is one of the things I've been working on. It's hard for me because I am I like I like being productive, right? I like rushing through things and going really quickly. And I've learned that that's not and that doesn't gosh, it doesn't get me the quality of life that I want. So slowing down increases my happiness and it makes sense with the research I just shared. And relationships are not productive. I can't check the box. I can't earn them. 
I have to live them. And I love that. I love that I just, relationships are built by prioritizing them, by making time for them, by going out of your way. And you know what? They're not convenient. It's like Bob Goff says, like, what is, what love does, right? And who do, who are we supposed to love in this world? Everybody. When? Always. Like, that's the answer. Like, when, when should I love this person? No. And it's not always going to be convenient. And that, that really, like, <laughs> that's hard for me because I, I schedule and everything makes sense. But people aren't always going to be convenient, nor should they be. They should always be priorities. Now, the next thing I want to share that that's helped, has helped me a lot in my relationships, helps me in my coaching for people that are working to have more confidence in their relationships and how to speak up for themselves and well, when to know when to be offended or not. But the, uh, the biggest thing that breaks up relationships are keeping long accounts of small offenses. And so the secret to strong relationships are short accounts. Now that's hard. It's hard because it's, it's, when somebody offends you, it's typically small things. And this could be in a, in a marriage. This could be in a, in a relationship. It could be in a friendship. Oh, they're late again for me. Oh, I remember the last seven times they did this. And then all of a sudden you, you've got this resentment built in, right? You're feeling um, taken advantage of or, or an unheard. And I'll tell you what it does. It starts creating division between you. If you want, if you want the relationships in your life to matter, be determined not to let small offenses steal connection from you. It's hard. This is hard. This is something I'm constantly working on myself in my marriage, but also in my friendships. There's, there's times it's easy to get frustrated with people and you're like, ah, oh, they did it to me again. They took advantage of me. And you're like, but did they? How about I just give people the benefit of the doubt? Like how much less anxiety and overthinking would I have if I just continue to give people the benefit of the doubt? Choosing grace is always... <laughs> A, a more beautiful path. It's not always the, the default path, but I want to live on default mode. I want to live on deliberate mode. And so I want to talk a little bit now about how to, how to grow in relationships and move on from expired ones. And so, you know, there are toxic, some, some relationships are toxic and they, and, and some of them are, we've moved on from, but we're still carrying with us. And if you're working on a letting go of some past relationships, I would really encourage that you work with a therapist or with a coach. I've gone to therapy to help me uh, find freedom and, and healing from past abusive relationships. And it's been extremely beneficial. I cannot sing the praises of mental health wellness more than, an, I mean, period. Like, I just think it's so important for everyone. Um, and so, you know, there's some toxic relationships that we can definitely just say, you know, let's move past that. But there are some that are so heavily ingrained in us and have so deeply impacted your life that you've carried a burden over for years, if not decades with, then I'd say, let's, let's, I would, I would, I would go seek some professional help, look into EMDR, speak, speak to a professional and, and really learn how to break free from the wounds that you're still carrying with you. But there are some that we can process on our own. And so let me, let me, I've got three sections here for you. I've got um, three questions. If you want to grow in your, do you want to grow in your relationships? Or do you want to move beyond some negative relationships? Or do you want to have more peace or trust about the relationships that you do have in your life? So if you want to grow in your relationships, Prioritize the ones that matter the most. You can't be everything to everyone and you don't need to be. And, and you know, being cool is so overrated. It doesn't, the number of friends that you have, doesn't matter. The number of social media followers that you have, doesn't matter. I want quality. I want 
a few really close soul sisters. Know what you want and then make time for that. And you know what my number one priority is? It's my husband. I, I, I want to show my children what a beautiful marriage looks like. I want them to, I'm, and I, and my prayer from, for my marriage is that our marriage would leave a legacy for generations down our, our family line, that, that, that what Brian and I do, how we prioritize one another, how we communicate, how hard it is sometimes, but how we are patient in that process. How many, how many generations of my family will that affect and trickle down that, that, that pours over into. And so, so that means that I need to always prioritize that. And it's not always easy. You guys, I'm going to be straight up with you. Sometimes, sometimes my, like on a weekend when I should be recording a podcast or I've got like 50 ideas and I'm editing a, a, a book that's coming up and I've got all these, like literally like on fire creatively and it's nap time and both kids are sleeping and Brandon's like, come sit with me. I'm like, uh, this is productivity time. Like, and he's like, come sit and have a glass of wine. Like, spend time with me, middle of the day. And I'm like, well, we do that tonight. I need to work. Do I? Well, what's my priority? Is it work or is it my husband? And so I'm looking at that. And that's I just so I want you to know, like, when I say prioritize the ones that matter to the most, you might find you might find that sometimes that's easy. And then you might kind of be embarrassed to tell the truth, like I just did, and say, wow, there are moments where it's not. So, and I, what I've done is I find a compromise. I say, Hey, absolutely. Let me, let me get a couple things done for 30 minutes. And then I'm turning off my phone, closing my laptop and let's just pretend we don't have kids for an hour and a half and like, and have no responsibilities and just have, just sit and chill. So there, but again, that takes communication to prioritize that. Um, other ways to grow your relationships, put time into developing the ones that you want to create or to have. Because you might be listening going, well, Trish, I don't have these relationships yet. Um, go get them. Seek them out. Be the first person to say hello. Be the, be the leader. It's not easy making friends. I am not talking lightly about this. I, I Anytime you move, anytime you've got a new, like it just, I, I want to encourage you to know that most people have social anxiety. Most people struggle to make friends. It's, it's not like it was when we were in high school and college where you just have everybody with the same interests that are surrounded by you. And it's, you, you, it, you are kind of walked through the day with friends alongside you. Unfortunately, adult life is often pretty lonely and often pretty staggered. And your coworkers might not be the first, your first choices and friends and your neighbors might not be who you would have picked to be your neighbor, but they're your neighbors. But what I don't, what I, what I know doesn't work is a pity party. What I know doesn't work is sitting on the sideline waiting for God to bring friends to you. Go out, take action, be friendly, get in a Bible study, join, um, volunteer at the, at a soup kitchen, uh, spend time at a library, put yourself around where other people are going to be and have small talk and build upon that small talk. When I moved up to where we live in Ashburn, Virginia, it was, it was hard. It was hard at first to make friends. And I was intentional and took a lot of effort to do it. I, I rearranged my whole schedule so that I, I could go to baby story time at the, at the library so that I would meet other moms who would take their kids to something like that. And I would spend more time at parks just to maybe run into people two or three times because once you see somebody twice they become more familiar then you start the conversation and i'd always be the first person to say hi even if i felt frumpy that day even if i was like i would just rather listen to music like i you you've got to make the effort and keep putting yourself out there um pity parties don't work waiting for friends to come to you don't work and and also thinking well i've tried all i've, I've made effort keep making effort there are 7.5 billion people in this world and i know there are people who 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 would love to have you in their life. 
Um, another couple of things to think about, put yourself out there, be friendly, be loving, be an, act, be an active communicator. And that doesn't just mean with the people you already know, it's with the people that you're, you're the, the in, social integration interactions that we're talking about. Create time to be together, not to just exist alongside one another and engage in shared experiences and adventures and shared experiences really deepen a bond give you confidence that that you guys have memories together and that 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 kind of takes you one level deeper in your relationship now i want to shift here shift the focus and talk about what 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 about if you want to move beyond some negative relationships and i already mentioned therapy but um if for some of the things we can do on our own forgive those who hurt you that the more you hold on to unforgiveness, the more of your life they steal from you. So you might think I've moved past that, but if you're still holding on to, um, to anger or resentment or bitterness, or you're still maybe even just playing the pity card for yourself, that you got dealt a crap hand because of the people that keep hurting you or who have hurt you. Maybe they're not in your life anymore, but if you're still holding on to that, they still are in your life. So stop letting them steal life from you and you got to forgive them for yourself. I also, and this goes piggybacks on that concept, refuse to accept the role of a victim. You are victorious and you are growing. Girl, you are growing every day. Like that goes with like, I'm convinced I'm never going to be boring because I'm learning something new every day. I'm trying new activities. I'm getting a new hobbies. My God, I'm picked up ice figure skating as a 35 year old. Like I can't wait to see what I think is cool to try when I'm 55. I, be, focus on your growth and realize that what what was what felt like brokenness in your life gave you beauty your struggle always gives you strength and i'll tell you and again you might be thinking well i've seen you and your family in social media trish <laughs> easy for you to say if you don't know my story you do need to know broken broken parent marriage that was horrible to grow up with watching my parents abusive first love and then also severe ptsd and, tra and trauma and almost being strangled to death by a stranger being sexually assaulted and so I, I i have also had the opportunity to sit in that space and go i'm so angry i'm so broken i am i am i am i'm am, i'm a victim and there is a place to say yes i was a victim in that moment but i refuse to let that darkness continue anywhere any other days of my life and so and I had to I had to start claiming that I'm a victorious I'm, I'm, I walk in victory I don't always feel like it but I say that that is part of my character of who I am and I want that to be for you that it, that will give you confidence to move on and to refuse to accept the role of being a victim and I want to remind you that what has always been does not always have to be because often when we get stuck in toxic relationships or negative relationships we repeat patterns and this is why therapy, I really think, is important to, to peel back the onion, la uh, the layers of onions to figure out why these behaviors, like why, you, why we're drawn to certain people who end up ultimately hurting us. But I want you to know this. Just because you've always been that way doesn't mean you'll always be that way. That's because you're making a decision to not be a victim, to not sit on the sideline, to not, not let your voice be heard, to speak up, to, to say my voice and my opinion do matter. And maybe I've never expressed it before, but... I'm going to start and I'm having higher standards for how I'm treated. And, you know, the way someone treated you in the past does not define you, label you, or determine how you deserve to be treated in the future. And I want you to also, as far as friendship, I think it's important. I, I grieved a lot of friendships that I lost 
It's not that our loss, it's just that we outgrew one another. And we're still in touch. And if we saw each other, oh my gosh, if we ran each other at a coffee shop, we would talk for hours. We'd be so excited. But these are friends you miss and you're like, oh. But you know, some seasons of life bring out different seasons of friends. And that's all okay. And what a gift that we live in the world of social media now, that it, what it is, and technology, that we still get to be part of those people's lives. Like, I'm thinking of one friend in particular who I grew up with, and I just, like, this chick makes me laugh so much, like, all the time. And now I haven't seen her in years, but we actually live pretty close by, but our, our schedules and our lives are different. But I, I see her beautiful daughter. I love that she takes her snowboarding. I, like, you know what I mean? Like, we're still connected, and I love that. There's still love, even if that that relationship isn't active. And then finally, what if, what about if you want more peace and trust? Like if you just are like, I, my relationships aren't where I want them to be, or they are, and I'm afraid it's too good to be true. Like whatever you don't have peace about in the relationships in your life, how do you get more peace? And here's a couple of suggestions. Give thanks. If you can ground your relationships and saturate them in gratitude, you'll have peace. Give thanks for the opportunity to see that you want more maybe spiritual friends in your life, or you want more um, intellectual friends, or maybe you want more athletic friends. Um, you know, you can take a look and say, I want to be around people that are doing this. So give thanks for realization that that's a hole in your social circle right now that you're going to take the effort to go fill. Um, and give thanks for past relationships that they taught you what you didn't want, right? Um, and, you know, it's, and I, I have to give thanks for the season I'm in of having two young children, a one and a four-year-old, and then a dog who I'm sure you guys hear barking now. Of course, he always barks when I record. Um, but that there's, that there's a season of, of my life when I, with children when they're older that I might have, um, it might be easier to, to incorporate more social outings in my life. But right now it's just a few play dates a week and our, our social integrations that we see throughout the week. And that, that, that's okay. Like, I don't want it to be like that forever. But for now, I give thanks because that's the season I'm in. And it gives me the opportunity to spend more time one-on-one with my children. Another thing, if you want more peace about the relationships in your life, be deliberate with your time. Not, not, you don't live in, we don't live in default mode. Like, well, most people do, but I say we, because I'm talking about y'all confidence community here, the podcast listeners, the, the fact that you're listening to a show like this, this means you're growing. It means you're intentional. It means you're mindful. It means you're actually committed to living versus just getting by. Because y'all, the one guarantee we all have in life is that we will die. So, so we shouldn't spend our time worrying about dying. It's, it's a guarantee. What we aren't guaranteed is if we're actually living. So if you want to step into real life, to living well, you got to be deliberate. And, and default mode, automated, automatic behavior, like the things we don't even realize where our time goes, we lose life. We don't even know what's happening being deliberate with your time, prioritizing relationships, um, knowing how many, how many play dates or social outings you need, um, how many dates with your, with your husband or your wife or your boyfriend or girlfriend that you need. Um, you know, I look at my, I look at my weekly calendar. A lot of people always ask me about my time management and I, my, my management for the week is I, on Sunday nights, I look ahead, I use the passion planner and I look ahead and I say, okay, do I have the kids activities? It's gymnastics, it's ice skating, it's the, it's, um, the bouncy house, it's the library. Okay. Check. Do I write, have I written in all my workouts? Check. What day, what time of the day I'm working out each day? Have I scheduled my ice skating lesson with my, with my, my ice skating coach? Check. Have I, have, have we paid our bills? Have I tithed? Have I, have I, um, have I scheduled a date with my husband? 
Okay, no, like let's let's take a look. Let's look at and pretty much we alternate. One husband, like Brandon and I have a date once a week or the next week we have a big family date. So we look at that. And I also say like, how can I give Brandon some alone time and vice versa? How can I get some alone time just to be Trish and he can just be Brandon, right? And so, um, and we also, I try to plan two play dates. So I look at, and then I plan my work hours. I look at all the things as equal because my social relational time is as important as the time that I'm, I'm working one-on-one with a client, that I'm working and making money, it, it, it is as important, if not actually, if not, if not more, but it is more important. Relationships give you life and they extend your life. So I'm going in, I'm going all in on them. And then, you know, if you want to have better relationships or you want to just start more relationships or you want to have confidence in the relationship you have and not worry about people thinking they're going to lose interest in you. One, go back to the fact that you're always growing and that's good, man. That's going to make you so interesting. Like just, if you're always willing to try new things and you're saying like life is an adventure, you're going to be one of the most exciting people to be around, but also be generous with your words and time and actions. Get generous with your words, get generous with your actions. Be, be the first to say hi, be the first person, like uh, be generous with the gold stars. You know, we make fun of our husbands, I think, because I'm like, they need a gold star for everything, but you know what? Yeah, they do. Her mind does at least, but I'm going to, I'm going to give those gold stars because I appreciate that the, the things he does. And I'm going to thank him for the little things that he doesn't think I'm seeing just because, because it's going to keep it coming. Right. So I want to be generous with those and generous with compliments. And Hey, I saw you working out of the gym, babe. Like, wow, those, your arms look really good. Like I need to build him up as frequently now, eight years into our relationship as I did when we were dating. And I want to do that to my friends as well. And then one of the biggest challenges to me is that, you know, and I got this from, from the time I spent with Bob Goff is that love is not always convenient. And so I have to be generous with my time, be generous with my time. And that's through volunteering or going out of your way for a friend or doing something thoughtful that, you know, like that's that for me on such a tight schedule, that's, that's my personal growth challenge or an area I'm trying to grow in. And so as you think about what what we're coaching here on, we can all just dive into one area. My, my question for you is what are you going to activate today? What are you going to change? And how can you take Coach Kelly's words and make communication the key to life? Sorry, guys, we got a little interrupted there with a special guest who did a quick recording, which I'm going to highlight at the end of the episode here. Believe me, it's worth it. You're going to like it. Just a quick announcement. The College of Confidence is your simple way to confidently show up in life with more courage. You can create authentic traction towards your goals, silence the self-doubt that's holding you back, and tap into your purpose so you can make a difference in this world that God has created you to make with our Cancel at Any Time membership. This is life coaching in a personalized, supportive, and affordable way. We have memberships starting at just $20. And I truly believe that by joining the College of Confidence, your life will be better. That's why I unapologetically invite you each and every week to join us. Trust me, there's a reason I really believe in what we're doing together as a company and as a community, and that this is my absolute favorite thing every week is to connect with with the amazing go-getters, dream chasers, action takers, life changers that are in the College of Confidence. Don't you think it might be time for you to check out for yourself? You can get started now at collegeofconfidence.com. Now, our listener of the episode is Megan. Again, Megan, thank you so much. She, she's the one who submitted the question. 
some tips on relationships. I do help hope that this helped Megan. Thank you for taking the time to let me know how I can better serve you. That is what I'm here. You guys, ultimately I'm here. This is my career. Yeah. This is my full-time career. I'm a mompreneur. It's the dream come true, but this is my calling. I would, I would do this even if I didn't have a business around it. That's I just want you to know you're loved. I want you to know you're not stuck. I want you to know that change is possible, that God's not done with you yet. And God has a purpose for you. It is deep in you. And we're going to water it and grow it and feed it truth and positive light. And we are going to make that bad boy bloom. We can do that together in the College of Confidence. I hope you join me there, collegeconfidence.com. Share share this episode with a friend if it if it encouraged you. Make sure you share, hit subscribe, write that review, and let's find let's invite more people into the good life. Now for our special guest. You guys, I have a special guest who just popped in during nap time. She has some suggestions on ways to have nice friendships. Yeah. Go ahead, tell us. What are some good ideas? And and get picnics with everybody. Oh, I love picnics. Picnics are a great idea. What are other great ways to spend time with friends and grow in your friendships? And play. And play. What about what about with the people you love? Yeah. Now, what about one of my favorite things that you do, Ellie? Is you give lots of compliments. Give give everybody some good ideas. And chance to do love and heart and love Jesus all day. Yes. What are some compliments you tell your friends? Like you could say, your hair looks really nice. Your hair looks very, very nice. And what about your style? Nice style. I love your dress today. I love your dress today. So then (laughs) we paused this recording because Ellie went down a tangent. But there you go, from the mouth of babes, from a fresh four-year-old. And I'm going to let her close out the show. And I'll see you all next week. Make sure you hit subscribe. I'm really proud of the work you're doing on yourself. Cheering you on, girl. Be you and be free. You are loved. You are loved. If you've enjoyed today's episode of the Confidence Podcast, we invite you to check out collegeofconfidence.com. The College of Confidence is the essential resource for anyone at any stage of personal confidence growth. If you're still figuring out how to silence self-doubt or like the reflection you see in the mirror, this is the place for you. Or if you're already pretty self-assured and are just looking for ways to chase your dreams with more courage and more gusto, then the College of Confidence can help you get to that next level. With our extensive course library, monthly trainings, live coaching calls, and exclusive Ask Anything forum, you get the most affordable and accessible coaching support available online anywhere. The College of Confidence is a supportive, active community to help you along the way with feedback, encouragement, and advice. Memberships are available specializing in self-confidence, social confidence, and professional confidence, and start at the affordable price of just $20. It is the place for anyone looking to be free from the bondage of self-doubt or self-sabotage. It is the place where we coach you to step confidently into the calling God created you to live out. Check it out and join us today at collegeofconfidence.com.